0: Hi, this is Dr. Noel Lloyd on the Successful Cairo Podcast with another chapter from my book, The Chiropractor's Guide, 56 Proven Ways to Help More People Have More Fun and Make More Money. If you like what you hear and want to know what's possible for you, go to noelsbook.com. Chapter number one, the 13 keys to your dream practice. Fact. Every chiropractor worth their salt wants a busy, thriving practice. We feel our best when we're helping a lot of people, having tons of fun, and making a good living. Fact. The stakes are high, failures are common, and practices that are new and small are most vulnerable. All the time and money you put into your education, plus your practice startup costs, and your future are writing on how well you quickly build a strong, successful practice. Fact. Most doctors will never realize the dreams that attracted them to chiropractic because they never got the training or mentoring they needed to break out of mediocrity and into success. This book changes that. While everything in this book is written to help you, this first chapter could be the most important guidance that you'll ever read. It contains the 13 keys to your dream practice, selected success concepts, ideas, strategies, and tips for building a great practice in less time than you ever thought possible. I'll unpack these ideas in subsequent chapters, as well as offer additional tips and advice learned through experience, but this chapter outlines the bottom line, and I'm giving it to you right up front. Key number one the big decision. This is a big one, so please read it carefully. I'm asking you to make the most important decision you can to build your dream practice. In fact, very few doctors ever get there without making this decision. I'm asking you to decide to love the process. Whatever it takes to build your dream practice, decide to love it. I'm asking you to love it all, the struggles, the journeys, the work, the battles, the growth, the character building, the skill acquisition, and the endurance, as well as the wins, the accomplishments, and the people you will meet along the way. Decide now that you will love it. This is what all successful people learn to do. What you actually learn to love is the challenge of fighting and winning. And there's no way to win without this type of commitment. The guy who once was overweight and now has six-pack abs didn't wake up one day to find a magically sleek midriff. He certainly didn't buy one of those crazy gimmick ab machines that promises to work if he does sit-ups 10 minutes a day for three times a week. No, Mr. Abs decided he would do whatever it took, and he committed to, fell in love with, the process. In this case, that was probably a low-fat diet and a zillion ab crunches of every description every day. One committed weightlifter I know put it this way, I now really love doing what I once really hated, and that's exercise. Every person who has built a dream practice in fewer than 90 days or 180 days worked like crazy, but they also never let it become drudgery. And it never felt like a job. A job is something you do for someone else's goals. Building your dream practice is something you do for your own goals. When you fall in love with the process, it becomes your mission and your passion. You love what you're creating because you made the decision to do whatever it took. The decision comes first, so make that decision now. There is no real success without it. Key number two, lots and lots of new patients. If the first key, choosing to love the process, is the most important attitude, the second key is the most important action skill set. Learn how to produce new patients, lots and lots of new patients. Every doctor who has a dream practice knows that getting new patients is key. No matter how well you set the atlas or adjust the lumbar, you have to know how to get new patients. This is the truth. I've known great DCs who, sadly, now do other work because they couldn't market chiropractic. And I also know mediocre docs who have large practices because they have some natural marketing talent or learn some skills. You can't do anything about your gene pool, but 99% of you can acquire the skills needed to produce new patients. If you fall in love with the process, let me tell you just a few real-life stories about dream practice doctors. You'll get the idea. I opened up a clinic in a mall. We did spinal screenings that produced 161 new patients the first month. We hit 206 visits in our seventh week. I showed a client how to do this same type of opening, and he set up a screening that got more than 110 new patients the first month, and 231 regular visits his fourth week. All of this happened in a brand new practice. Another client spent two days with me designing a marketing plan for the practice that he was opening in two months. After the opening, we spoke every week, and he reported on his marketing responsibilities networking, screenings, business contacts, and professional contacts. This guy was so excited that every day he had a new story. He hit more than 200 visits in less than 150 days. He says that the whole process was fun, scary, and exciting all at the same time. Remember the part about learning to love the process? Several new DC graduates have done apprenticeships with my clients using the Win-Win Associate Development Systems, which I'll describe later in the book. They launched their own practices by starting business-to-business networking 30 days prior to opening. They followed that by offering screenings at festivals, block parties, community fairs, health fairs, and health clubs. Additionally, they met every dentist, general practitioner, attorney, and business owner in town. If your clinic is still under construction, you have the time to do these things. If you're already in practice, you can set aside three to seven hours per week to be your own marketing director. Several clients managed to do well with newspaper advertising and literally produced so many new patients that they had people standing in a line across the back of the reception area filling out their paperwork. In one of my offices, we had 22 new patients in one day. It was hard work and a bit chaotic, of course, but very exciting. And think of all the people who heard the whole chiropractic story for the very first time at the standing room only new patient orientation class. Maybe that doesn't sound ideal, but it's a lot better problem than wondering if your phone has been disconnected or someone has locked your front door. If I get to choose my problems, give me that terrible, too-many-new-patient problem any day. Every dream practice that I've coached has a diversified marketing strategy where the doctor works on at least three external marketing programs and three internal marketing programs simultaneously. One or two of those programs inevitably takes off like a rocket. A couple are steady and worth the effort, and some just don't fly and need to be swapped out. Get too many new patients, and all your problems will be fun and exciting. Get too few new patients, and nothing is fun or exciting. Key number three, a strong day one. How many times have you heard you never get a second chance at a first impression? Right or wrong, a patient's first impression of you is what they'll use to judge you. Why not make it a great one? What impresses a new patient? What do they want from a new doctor? More than fancy surroundings, every patient wants to be cared for and led. If you don't care about me, put my interests above your own, I won't trust you. If you can't lead me, you're irrelevant. Another axiom that applies here is that people believe the message only after they believe the messenger. With that in mind, you need to have a strong, impressive first day for new patients. Here are some key points for day one. Polish up your office. Make sure it's clean, vacuumed, and dusted, and has a nice fragrance. Have upbeat music playing. Get rid of the dead plant and the clutter. Display chiropractic educational material on plasma screens and in testimony books. Paint one wall in the reception area a fresh new accent color. Then ask an honest friend to evaluate the office. Make more changes if needed. Polish up your CA. Role play with your CA to lock in a cheerful greeting for new patients when they enter the office. There's nothing more impressive than a friendly and enthusiastic CA who stands, smiles, and says, You must be Mrs. Carlson. My name is Mandy. Welcome to our office keep the initial paperwork to a minimum people want to see the doctor as soon as possible trim their paperwork time to no more than 10 minutes practice your own clinical skills saying the right thing at the right time is important role play and practice the best ways to take a history your exam process will vary according to philosophy and technique but make sure you can do yours with skill and confidence when appropriate insist on x-rays or other scans give each new patient a home care sheet this will launch your new patient's care and help them feel better schedule a report of findings for the very next day take the time to analyze your patient's history exam and x-rays when indicated before you outline a care plan and start adjusting The best clinical approach educates your patient on chiropractic, their specific problem, and your solution. Key number four, a strong day two. Good patient relationships are crafted or crushed in the first two days. A strong day one gives you the clinical information you need and the patient the confidence that they're in the right hands. A strong day two can establish a doctor-patient relationship that lasts a lifetime. The following are important points to remember for a strong day two. Tell all staff members to learn each new patient's name on day one and be able to greet the patient by name on day two. This may seem trivial, but I assure you it isn't. I have done more than a dozen patient focus groups, and this is the only thing common to all groups. Everyone liked being remembered by name. Don't make your patient wait. It may sound too simple, but patients shouldn't wait for more than five minutes. Learn how to give a good report of findings. There are so few home runs in practice, but the report of findings, when done well, definitely qualifies. Your report of findings explains how chiropractic works, the seriousness of the patient's subluxations, your best care recommendations for their case when making care recommendations outline the care you truly think the patient needs don't underrecommend care you're now ready to start your patient's care a good day 2 also teaches each patient how to be a successful patient in your office i call this our office orientation By the end of Day 2, your new patient should know what to expect from their chiropractic care over the next few days, have their appointments scheduled in advance, and have had a financial consultation that put their mind at rest regarding paying for their care. They should feel comfortable with the process even if they're still in pain. At the end of clinic hours, call all your Day 2 and first adjustments to make sure that they're doing well. Your patients will appreciate the care and attention to detail. Key number five visit a dream practice model. A picture is worth a thousand words. Never is it more true than the picture of the practice that you'd like to have. Make it a goal to find and visit the type of practice you want to grow, a place where you can help a lot of people, have a lot of fun, and are financially successful. Try to see, hear, smell, Touch and even taste it. This will sharpen your vision, goals, and affirmations for where you want to end up. Years ago, before I was a consultant, I flew to the San Francisco Bay Area and just dropped in on three of the biggest practices in the country. I wanted to watch those practices quietly from the shadows. Surprisingly, what I got instead was the red carpet treatment. They each showed me everything in their practice. I experienced a huge increase that year in my own practice due to having a much clearer vision. I learned that day when it's working correctly, successful doctors love to show others what they've learned and how beautiful their practices are. Find out who uses your chiropractic technique and sees the patient volume you want to see. I showed up unannounced, but today that's too risky and too brash. Instead, Give the doctors a call and ask if you can visit their practice to watch for a couple busy hours. Offer to take them out to lunch or dinner and pick their brain. Even if it's a four-hour drive or a long train ride or a flight away, the experience will be worth it. Can you take a three-day road trip to see three or four practices? You'll never be the same, I promise. Key number six. Don't go it alone. I bet you watched at least some of the recent Olympic Games where world records went tumbling and new records were set. The experts will debate what makes an Olympic athlete unique, but I know at least one thing they all have in common with each other that's different from most of us. They each have a coach. They also have training partners. Olympic-caliber athletes are typically the best in the world but they also know the power of staying in relationship with those who can help them get to where they want to go. Birds of a feather do flock together. Key number seven, a new practice is like a new baby. A well-established practice has a strength and momentum that a new practice doesn't have. Building your dream practice is like caring for a new baby. A new practice needs constant care and attention. That's not unique to chiropractic practices. Every new business needs that type of care. It's why new parents and new business owners have to put in all the overtime. You're always feeding, tending, and changing. Good doctors building their dream practice will do whatever is necessary to make sure their baby thrives. Please don't confuse this with a job. Your kids may be work, but they aren't a job, and neither is your dream practice. You would not take a vacation and leave the baby at home. A new practice can't take that much neglect either. If you've been working like crazy to get the practice going and build momentum, and you've finally added 100 visits to your weekly volume, this is not the time to overindulge in time off or holidays. This is the time to come in early, stay late, and work through lunch when needed. The first real holiday may not come for over a year in a new practice. And when it does, it may be just four days long. And even then, it's smart to hire a babysitter or locum. Take Thursday through Sunday off for yourself, but hire a relief doctor for Friday afternoon and book every patient in the shortest amount of time possible when you return. Key number eight, keep up the marketing. This happens almost every time. A DC thinks that when their initial marketing push to launch a new clinic or double an existing practice ends, that's the end of their marketing efforts. But that's just the wrong way to think about it. Where did all your new patients come from initially? Marketing, right? Exactly. And that's where they will come from for quite a while. If you quit marketing, then you stop doing what made you successful and things will crash. This isn't rocket science, but it seems to elude quite a few docs. The temptation to quit marketing too soon is almost irresistible. That doesn't mean that you won't get referrals. You will. But here's what I tell my associates. We will be doing some type of external marketing every day, even if it's only for an hour. We will do that for days, weeks, and months until we're so busy we can't leave the patients in the clinic to go get more. Then we'll train assistants to do our marketing. Remember, not enough new patients is the number one problem in chiropractic practices today. Learning how to attract new patients is the most valuable practice-building skill you can develop. Once you start the marketing engine, keep it going. I can't tell you how many doctors have lamented cutting back, so keep up the marketing. Key number nine, watch your time. This key requires a short setup, but it's worth it, so here goes. Your clinic is like a computer. The facilities and equipment are the hardware, and the systems you use to take care of patients constitute the operating system, like a computer uses Windows or Mac OS. Your clinic operating system will make seeing a high volume of patients either smooth and easy or rough and clumsy. Since they don't teach clinic operating system in school, you learn it on your own when you're starting practice. But there's a problem. That's also the time when you aren't very busy, and consequently, you could also be a little lonely. During this time, efficiency has little value. With those bad habits in place, A clinic ends up topping out at 100, 80, or even as few as 60 visits a week. The doctors tell us that everything feels as if they're running through wet concrete and they're exhausted at the end of the week. On the other hand, a doctor who has a good clinic operating system can see many times that number of patients in a relaxed manner. So how do you install a new and more efficient clinic operating system? It starts with watching your time. How long does it take to adjust your spouse? Probably not long. Why should it take any longer to adjust other patients? I suggest you ask your CA to time you. Not so that you can try to break any speed records, but so you know how much time you take with a new patient, regular adjustments, re-examinations, x-rays, re-x-rays, re-evaluations, and re-reports. You're going to be surprised if you're like most doctors, your perception of time and the real time it takes will be very different. One way to win back time is to just focus on chiropractic when you're with your patients. Patients want to hear about themselves, their care, and chiropractic. I'll talk about chiropractic philosophy, technique, testimonies, great moments, and great patients. But if they try to drag me into a personal conversation or talk about rugby or football, I resist the temptation. Patients are much happier with doctors who focus on chiropractic. You're either training your patients to burn up a lot of your emotional energy or you're training them to focus on what gives both of you energy, chiropractic. Do what the real pros do consistently. Practice your procedures day one and day two, etc., away from the practice for critique and time. Get together with your D.C. buddy from across town and take them through a day one, see how long it takes, and ask for their critique. Next week, do day two. Key number 10. Checklists and Templates In order to keep things running smoothly and keep things as simple as possible, Doctors who have dream practices create checklists and templates for each procedure. Regrettably, many doctors never do the same thing the same way twice. That creates stress, producing rethinking and second-guessing. No one knows what's going on from visit to visit when the doctor makes it up as they're going along. That's inefficient and exhausting. The dream practice way is to use checklists and templates. Do each procedure the right way every time. Write it down the way you want it and practice. A routine visit using checklists and templates may look like the following. CA and DCs cheerfully greet the patient by their first name when the patient enters the clinic. Patient signs in, makes a payment, confirms their next appointment, and is informed about an upcoming re-exam all by the front desk CA. Patient escorts themselves back to the adjusting room or hot seat. Patient marks a subjective code sheet showing how they're responding to care. Patient moves to the adjusting table, completes pre-adjustment exercises, and studies the patient education for that day. Doctor greets the prepared patient and does an expert pre-check, adjustment, post-check, Chiropractic education and chart note then releases the patient to their next step. Patient goes to therapy or rest when indicated or is released. Patient's super low stress checkout is reduced to a wave as they leave the clinic and a goodbye, Anita. See you Wednesday. This well choreographed dance has several steps and needs a choreographer. Once you know what you want to see, what you want done in your office, the next step is to make a checklist of each desired dance step and template those steps into sequence. You can create a checklist and template for every job description, every procedure, and every patient connection. Then, instead of accidental greatness, you have a chance at purposeful perfection. When you use a checklist and templates, you're working with the same concepts as recipes and formulas. If you want a great cake, follow a great recipe. Does this sound too mechanical for you? It's the opposite. Once you know the dance steps, you teach your partners, associates, CAs, and patients, and then you all forget the mechanics and are free to just focus on chiropractic, the patient, and the moment. Net result, high volume, low stress, easy-to-use, day-to-day clinic procedures. Key number 11, specialize in excellent customer service. Think about the places where you do business again and again. The coffee shop, dry cleaner, restaurant, you name it. I'm betting you're treated well, and there are few frustrations. That's good customer service. Combine that thought with the fact that 67% of all people who decide never to frequent a business again do so because of poor customer service, and you can see the need to work on great customer service. Here's my short list of customer service points to consider. An office presentation that's not fancy, but is clean, cheerful, and upbeat. People relate to their environment with all five senses, so fresh in the paint, vacuum, dust, wash the windows, clean the bathroom, empty the trash, use scented candles, play appropriate upbeat music, and keep the temperature just right. Staff presentation that begins with clean uniforms or appropriate clothing, as well as practiced enthusiastic greetings quickly remembering the patient's name. Convenient office hours that serve the community, and make it easy to get care and refer friends. Staff who are quick to listen to patient problems and say, that's terrible, let me get that fixed right away. This is the opposite response of the tough luck shrug. Staff should always take the patient's side in their problem and find a solution that puts us all on the same side. Do not make it us against them. A commitment to follow up and get back to patients with answers to their questions. This often is a billing issue and can be handled with prompt phone calls or post-it notes attached to their files. Care and respect for the patient's time. Don't make them wait if at all possible. But if it does happen, apologize for the inconvenience. Making personal phone calls. If a patient is going through a rough patch, A phone call from the doctor expressing your personal concern is the very picture of customer service. I have learned plenty more tips, both big and small, that make a huge difference in how patients bond to their doctors, offices, and chiropractic in general. Becoming a student of customer service has helped me experience huge benefits. Key number 12, mentor your associate. When you've gone through this process of building your own dream practice, you'll have acquired extremely valuable skills and information. Plus, you will need help taking care of these lovely patients. That's when you want to find an associate to train and mentor. Even though one chiropractor can see hundreds of visits a week when you're building a dream practice, you can multiply your efforts even more by finding, hiring, and developing top notch associates. There are hundreds of doctors who would like to be mentored in just this type of associateship. Here's how I like to think about it. My purpose as a chiropractor is to teach people about innate intelligence and the healing power that is within the body. I do that by finding people who need chiropractic care and introducing them to the beautiful science, art, and philosophy of chiropractic. Packaged in a wonderful little practice business that runs like a Swiss watch. As an analogy, chiropractic is like fine wine. The practice or business is the carefully crafted stemware. Without the goblet, the wine is just a mess on the tablecloth. Similarly, without the carefully crafted business systems that market, process, care for, and collect for those patients, we're out of business. A successful chiropractor seeks to pass the philosophical, clinical, and business concepts on to associates. I want to build into others a love for people, chiropractic, and a keen appreciation for a very specialized business that is a practice. I've done this for dozens of associates, and 10 times I've launched my associates into their own practices giving them the chance to own and prosper in their own clinics. I've made good money in the process, but it hasn't been just about the money. A huge part of the payoff is that I become a teacher, mentor, coach, player, conductor, and producer. I pass on the knowledge to someone else and help their journey. Key number 13, never give up. Sheer determination is worth more than anything else. I love the Sir Winston Churchill quote, Never, 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 never give up. He nailed it down even tighter when he said, Never give in, never give in, never, 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 never. never. In nothing, great or small, large or petty, Never give in except a conviction of honor and good sense. I believe that chiropractic and your dream practice are large, wonderful, and worthwhile. They are neither small nor petty. They are worth all you can give them. I hope you enjoyed today's chapter from the Chiropractor's Guide, 56 Proven Ways to Help More People Have More Fun and Make More Money. I've helped thousands of chiropractors replicate their success in long-term profitable associates who are a treat to work with. If you want to know what's possible for you, go to KnowlesBook.com.